correctly with the correct amount. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. Welcome back to Monster of the Week, where Ben, Hagen, Steve, and Ricky continue their adventures in Santa Fest. Uh, last session, a week into the dreaded Santa Fest, Mayberry's assistant DA was found dead in his office holding a ritual copper dagger. It got weirder as the human-looking body was made of ooze. So Mayberry PD sought the help of those guys at the Gatekeeper Inn. Agreeing to assist, they went to the scene where Victor and Peter explored mm, the body. That's not a great word. Um, at the scene where Victor and Peter investigated the body learning that it was a peon of an ooblick, an ooze monster that devours memories of prey, ultimately causing their deaths and replacing them with clones to lure in yet more victims. Knowing this, Peter communed with Yuri, learning this clone regained its awareness through the possession of a magical copper dagger which it used to end its own life. While Donnie was texting on a flip phone his contacts, he learned that many people had started acting weird around the start of Santa Fest about a week earlier. Not having many other leads, the group decides to head to uh, Steve's Emporium of Lost Goods to see if there's any insight to this dagger that can be gained. There, Donnie charmed Steve, who shared that roughly a week ago, five ritual daggers enchanted to negate psychic energies were rush-ordered by the mayor's office. Deciding to head downtown to further track down this lead, those guys were... Uh, confronted by a group of Santa clones. At first, one of them spoke to them, obviously from the Ublix, telling them to desist and stop interfering with its plans. But when refused, the Santas vomited up candy cane weapons and battle ensued. Our group, utilizing a copper dagger, were able to ultimately win the day but all of them were covered in a foul-smelling candy cane ooze. Okay, just point of clarity, because I know it, it got mentioned last time because something got changed with the one character that originally was to be vulnerable to bronze, and that's why the dagger was bronze originally. So is this just reverse continuity, or is this another... Oh, didn't I say copper all along, or was the dagger bronze all along? It was bronze. Right, it was bronze. Change that. Steve, when you're editing this, I want you to edit out every copper dagger to bronze dagger and bronze ritual dagger. <laughs> uh, nope, I just chose the wrong thing. No, it's, I just... 
No, thanks for catching that because I would have looked really stupid if that had gone out in the live hey, hey, uh, hey, podcast. At, at, at least I don't know how well I could clip it in, but at least we have the hey, just making sure. But like I said, I, I remember there was something where, you know, originally I believe it was Ricky's character had something about a yes. vulnerability to bronze. Yes. That is why and then I, he yeah, changed yeah. it, but you didn't remember that he changed it. And so that's why it was, you know, and like. Pretty much, pretty much. I even highlighted bronze in my notes and kept saying copper. <laughs> well, if I'm All not right. mistaken, copper is a part of bronze, so you're not it entirely is, wrong. It is. It is. Bronze a compound of copper. Five ritual bronze daggers. There, we can. I think I covered all the times I. <laughs> all the times I said copper. All right. Um. So I think we'll probably do a time jump. Uh, a bunch of you said you were going to kind of slick all the goo off of yourselves um, as uh, the EJ was rightfully protective of their van. So I think we can find our, our heroes in the van heading towards downtown. Mm -hmm. Or did we have to go to the car wash to clean the van because of all the stickiness? Up to you guys. Heck, we might take a walk. We might take a walk through. <laughs> it's a little cold for that, though. <clears throat> All right. So, right, we got these daggers, and um, well, we got one. Or do we? No, we got two now, don't we? Just one. Just one. Just one. That's right. But there, you know, that there are four more floating around town. Okay. So, um, what was we heading down to the mayor's office to see what we can find out? Seems like the next place to go, right? Only lead. Yeah, I think so. Um, hmm. So, hmm. so I'm wondering if at this point, if I can use one of my crooked moves to kind of ferret out some information in the office. And I don't know if friend on the force seems very specific to the police, but home ground seems like it might lend me to contacts in the mayor's office. Um, so you used a luck point last time, right. and part of your luck point is someone from your past is going to enter the scene. So do we want to design a character um, from your past that is at the mayor's office? That could work. Cool. All right. Um, then, Ricky, is this what is the relationship of this person to Donnie? Is this a sibling, a love interest, a ex best friend? I imagine just an ex best an ex best friend because you know he has a lot of friends, but not not many people that he keeps a 
keeps around regularly. So it's like, oh, you're that guy I know. Yeah. And in this case, it's someone who he knew very well and burned. Gotcha. How do you burn him? Uh, the guy went, went to prison instead of him. Gasoline in the usual way. He took the fall. Got it. Uh, Hagen, um, what was the fall? What was the thing that got this guy sent to prison that should have been Donnie? I'm trying to think based on, you know, who all EJ would have been hanging around and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) He got blamed for being the connect on uh, drug trade. Maybe something to do with the fake IDs. We already established that I had gotten you one. Maybe he took the fall for something someone did with a fake ID. I got them. So maybe he didn't go to prison, but he got put, he had to do a lot of community service or something. There you go. That could put him in the mayor's office as some sort of intern or something. Well, he got, he got busted on the fake IDs, but then they found out about some other forgery work he was doing that was a bit higher level. Well, if he's in prison, it would be hard for him to work in a mayor's office. So I think if it wasn't quite that severe, it would make more sense why he was in the mayor's office. Sounds good to me. White collar crap. That's what, yeah. Um, what is this person's name? Hmm. Sam. Say Steve. (laughs) We already have another Steve. (laughs) All right. Yeah, let's think of something else. How about Seth? Seth does work. Nice. All right. Uh, so Seth is an ex-best friend that Donnie burned, uh, who had been his source of fake IDs and ultimately ended up having to do a lot of community service. Out of that, um, now uh, works code enforcement for Mayberry. Okay. So, but yeah, I'm so thinking like a building this... inspector. Yeah, so I'm thinking probably like the community service was, you know, maybe like doing Habitat for Humanity or like the the town, the city equivalent of that, and so learned about all of blah blah blah. Ended up kind of working his way into the city. All right. Cool. So we have Seth, the code enforcer. So what, what did you want to do? You wanted to reach out to Seth? Yeah, like 
see if now and see if Seth maybe has any insight on package that came to the man's office like you know about a a week ago in the time frame where you know the 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 box from steve was supposed to show up Mm -hmm. yeah so you're gonna call him or you gonna go there in person no i think i'm gonna donnie's gonna call him all right and what's your background again you chose what background from the crooked playbook is a fixer fixer Got it. Got it. All right. <clears throat> so you call. Uh, code enforcement. Uh, this is Seth speaking. How may I help you today? Hey, Seth, it's Donnie. How you doing, man? Donnie? Donnie who? Donnie Chikowski, eh? You don't oh. remember me? Oh, you, you got some balls calling me at work. What? What happened? I don't... What? Don't even try to play like that. I know you're the one who got me screwed over for that fake ID scam. It was your idea, too. What? How was I supposed to know? I'm sorry. Uh, I believe you're the one who fingered me for the thing, so I'm pretty sure you knew. Yeah, but I didn't know that that's who that was. Oh, sure. Yeah, you want me to believe that? Where where do you live these days? I, I think I've been meaning to do a little code inspecting of that location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, look, uh, I wouldn't. You know, could you do me a favor, right? You know, I, I, like I get you upset, but look, it's just a little thing, right? You know, maybe you know, then we can figure out how to make this all you know a little better. It looks like you got a pretty good gig out the deal, though. Make me a charm roll. Okay. Whoops. Be right back, guys. Be about five minutes. Okay. Okay. So I got a nine. Which, ironically, is the same result I would have had with the other dice. That I typed wrong. <laughs> All right. So your fixer background gives you access to... <laughs> Which ironically lands us in exactly the situation we pre-built for this character. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, that works out. Um... I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> So I think Donnie would know of something that he would be able to kind of trade Seth for their help. And I think Donnie has access to or the connection for it. Mm-hmm. So what is the thing that you are able to offer Seth? I'm going to say maybe Donnie knows about Donnie knows about some some place that's getting uh cheap knockoff circuit breakers oh cool yeah um that are they're coming into town however and getting pawned off is the real thing yeah i love that (laughs) so like you go hey you know uh you might want to check you know anybody with with uh when you're checking stuff you know with the 
Federal Pacific, you know, them, them panels, look, uh, half of them is, uh, yeah, they, they ain't the real thing. Right. So uh, how, how'd you know about that? We, we've had several fires. Uh, we, we haven't been able to narrow down yet, but I, I've been suspicious about these guys. Look, uh, uh, look, there's a boat that came in on, uh, you know, November 17th, uh, down on dock 17 C. Yeah, they offloaded a couple of crates. They went to, you know, uh, Peterson Supply and uh, let's oh, say, shit. look, you know, I told you, eh? I know what uh, Mrs. Kozlowski buys at the deli every day. Damn, I, I just, all right, all right, fine, Don. This this could save lives. Uh, what do you need again? Look, I just did the, the mayor's office, right? There was a package got delivered there uh, yeah, about uh, a week, 10 days ago um, from um, Steve's Emporium. I'm wondering, uh, could you find out if it went to anyone specific or did it go to the mayor himself? Uh, so you hear in the background, he stands up and you hear him walking quickly across the room and the door shuts. He says, what do you know about this package? How Donnie, I, I've always known you have connections around town, but nobody's supposed to know about this. What did I just tell you, man? I know everything. Man, stuff is going down. I, I some weird people have been acting weird. Uh, there, there's a major turf war going on in this office. Okay, well, look. Um, first off, can you tell me that changes things a little bit? You know who's been acting weird? Who's been acting normal? Well, I, you know, the assistant DA has been acting weird, and uh, it seems they've been making a political play trying to take out the DA. You know, they've always been best friends. Jeez, the, the, they're in each other's wedding parties, for goodness sake. But now they're at each other's throats. Um, uh, well, yeah, okay. that That's over and done with. I kind of knew about that. But uh, what else you got? What, what do you mean it's over and done with? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's just say there's going to be a new assistant. DA, uh, assistant DA, uh, come next week, probably. No shit. Damn. Um, so, uh, and then the entire mu mu municipal's department, there, there's something's off. You know, those guys used to be good at their job. You know, they're on top of it. But now, it, everything's falling apart. They ain't collecting any trash. They ain't running any of the redemption centers. It, something, something sketchy's going on there. What other places are there in a city hall? I don't know other places. <laughs> I mean, fire department, police. Um, um, okay. Uh, yeah. And, then, and it and it seems like half the fire department, it, it, you know, is it's not pick. You know, they're they're off running around with all the Santa Clauses instead of doing their job putting out fires. Okay. Uh, all right, but okay, so that that helps a little bit. But uh, back to the box, yeah. Look, uh, based on my information, there should have been stuff in there went different places. But I'm trying to find out if it went to someone that's acting weird or someone who's acting normal now. Got it. Well, 
I don't I don't know if I'm acting weird or not. You know, my memory's been acting funny lately, but well, you know, I'm in charge of a department here and 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 I maybe have one of those daggers. It's 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 all bronze and and has weird writing on it, right? Okay. What do you mean you've been having trouble with your memory? You know, just forgetting things like you know, it just it just it, 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 it just feels like I I know it's there, but it's it's on the tip of my tongue. I I just I can't quite pull it out, you know. All right. Um. Hmm. I know. I know the chief of police has got a dagger. Um. I, I think he's number two. Um. Uh. What's his name? Um. That guy that you had conflict with. Uh. Draven. I think he's got one. Um, and then I think the mayor has one too, but I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. You know that, that we're kind of we're, we're trying to hunker down right now. Okay. So all right. So uh, you know if uh, anybody in the fire department got a dagger, I, I don't think so. You know. All right. The municipals and the fire department—they were acting pretty weird when the when I was given my dagger. But you know, I'm I'm not sure exactly. You know, I don't interact with them too much. I usually after like a fire or something, I'll run into them. Right, right. Well, look. Um, let's just say there's some weird shit going down, and the daggers are somehow—they're not causing it, but. They're involved. You know, now you say it, it seems like my problem memories kind of stopped getting worse once I was given the dagger. So that, that makes sense. You know, and, okay, and the people okay. here in my office said similar stuff. Once once the dagger was here, they, they felt kind of like they normalized too. All right, all right. Okay, look. Um, for right now, I think uh, just, just hang out and... Um, Give me your cell number in case I got to call you back and you ain't in the office. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can text it to you. You still got your old number? Always, baby. All right, yeah, I, I can send you a text, but, like, should I be worried? You know, you, you know, I got a wife now, and I got, I got kids. Like, do I, I need to be worried about this? I just say keep that dagger close. And, uh, but don't, uh, don't make it too obvious you have it. And uh, watch out for all them Santas. Hey Donnie, you know if if you can if you say my family man, like you'd be doing me a solid. We you know we we definitely would be uh, you know we'd be making good steps to kind of forget the past, man. You know I I'd, I'd really appreciate it. I do what I can, man. Do what I can. Um, and you hear the door kind of open as the phone shuts off. All right, so everybody in the van has obviously heard. Half of the conversation. Um, so I'll give them a brief rundown of the rest of it. Um, well, Ricky was off for a lot of that, true. too. So why, why don't you just do a quick summary just for, to catch him up, too? All right. So it looks like uh, the daggers have been passed out to various parts of the city works, right? Looks like, yeah, my boy Seth, he has one. Uh, he said the mayor himself has one. Draven has one. Um, said the chief of police been a little weird 
So maybe we knew the DA had one. Um, but he said, uh, currently, he said the, the fire department and uh, the you know, trash pickup and all that, they've been all screwed up. So I'm thinking somebody in one of them departments, or maybe, you know, more than one person in the department's been, been hit by this obelisk thing. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure uh, where we go from here, but I'm thinking, uh, it, it, look, Seth told me, right, his, his brain was being a little fuzzy, but then he said it stopped when they give him the dagger. So I'm thinking there's somebody in the mayor's office that knows that something's going down, but they don't know what it is. But in the meantime, we got to try and 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 kind of figure out who's affected and unaffect them or something. I think, right? That sounds like a reasonable plan to all to use. Makes sense. So each of you did suffer memory loss when battling the Santa clones. So that sounds very similar to you as what Seth was experiencing. All right. EJ. EJ, where are you driving them? Um, I think that uh, going and getting the van cleaned up makes a lot of sense. And, uh, you know, they probably, you know, it, it there's probably like a, we can use a shower there or something too. Cool. Yeah. Go to the car wash, clean things up, tend to yeah, ourselves so you, a little bit. So you guys make your way to Blue Jays car wash. Um, you know, there's tons of snow just everywhere. Um, but this car wash is just popping. They got colored lights, but there is not a Santa in a three block radius of this place. And, you know, as you pull up, there's a very chipper individual who's really not wearing the appropriate clothing for the season and really just doesn't seem to mind who comes out and meets the van. Um, you know, as you guys are pulling in, there's a little bit of a line. It's going to take you a little bit of time to get into the car wash. Hello there. Um, have you been to Blue Jays car wash before? Sure have, Ricky. I'm, I'm friends with uh, Jake. Oh, it's nice seeing you again, uh, friend of Ricky's and, or sorry, friends of Jake. Um, uh, what kind of service are you guys going to be looking for today? Uh, van needs washed and detailed, and uh, we need to talk to Jake about a couple things. For sure, for sure. Um, if you would like to just put your car in automatic, we will take care of it. If you'd like to step into our uh, accommodations once you are appropriately seen to, uh, Jake could uh, stop by and say hello. Sounds good. So you guys are led into um, one of almost think of almost like you're, you, it's basically like this run down kind of looks seedy. As you walk up, there's another person not really really wearing the right clothing. If you look a little closely, you see some horns and hoofs. Um, kind of greets you very warmly, um, and as you approach, knocks a certain way on a door, and as you open it. You are basically stepping almost through a portal into this very lavish 
almost romantic bath. You know, as you get to the door, just like a steam bursts and like hits you and it smells perfect. It temporarily removes just that fed it candy cane scent that's kind of stuck in your nose right now. Um, especially, I would like to point out um, our Victor, who is monstrous with a very keen sense of smell. Um, and, you know, you, you kind of get that sense of healing um and as you enter you know you guys are each given your separate rooms it kind of suds down clean yourselves and then uh attire for you to enter the actual bathhouse itself um so i think that's where we'll kind of regroup with our characters we find you guys kind of sitting in the bathhouse um and it it just feels like home um so for Donnie, what is that kind of, because this is magical, so it's kind of making you think of, you know, that thing that really makes you feel safe, that feels comfortable, that feels like home. Um, Donnie, what is that for you? What is that thing that you're experiencing? I think he's just kind of, like, chilling out to pad, you know, listen to some music. Maybe a drink of some kind, although not necessarily alcoholic, um, could well be. They having a cigarette, just like just chilling out with the boys and having a good time. So, what is that one thing, that one scent? Like when you walk home and you smell that certain thing cooking, or there's certain music on the radio, or you know, there's that certain feel. Like, what is that thing that makes this moment home and safe for Donnie? I think it's some old old school West Coast beats. Love it. Love it. <clears throat> yeah, so, you know, I think we see Donnie's kind of bobbing their head a little bit. There's actually no music going on. Um, you know, I think you guys have been offered some drinks. You know, you're probably sipping on some, you know, whatever. And, you know, just you see kind of Don, Donnie has this very like guarded protective persona, you know, and it's kind of melting a little bit. You're kind of getting to see, you know, Donnie comfortable. Um, Peter, what is the thing that makes, uh, Oh, sorry. Peter's the one that's not here. Victor, Victor, what is it that you are experiencing in this bathhouse that really makes you feel safe, feels home? It feels like there's a, like it, it's winter, but there's a fire in the fireplace, so you've got that Ooh. kind of woodsy smell, and uh, and fresh cookies are be, are being baked. Ooh, what type of cookies? Because I'm hungry now. Sugar cookies, fine. Ooh. So yeah, so I think you kind of have that flavor of sugar, that like aftertaste of sugar cookies in your mouth. Um, you definitely kind of have that warm, dry heat of a fire, um, that and that smell of wood, and you kind of feel like all the tension just kind of melting out of you. EJ, what is home? What? is home like for ej or what makes this place feel like home what is that thing that just kind of makes ej feel like they're home or feel like they're safe like what is that scent that experience that memory well un unlike uh victor i kind of smell chocolate chip cookies then again they literally just uh mix some up in the kitchen 
five feet away from me. So, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, it's um, kind of, you know, it's warm, obviously, you know, you got some of the steam from the baths and you got the fireplace. So, um, it's but this is a, warm, this is a magical kind of, also kind of heavy feel and, you know, kind of closes in on you a little bit, but that comforting kind of, you know, sort of like a weighted blanket. Gotcha. Um, so I kind of see EJ maybe having like moments in a smaller, like kitchenette with a parent, um, who kind of would bake cookies and that was the way that they bond it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you guys are just kind of chilling in this bath, just kind of almost detoxing each one of you having different sense, different emotions, different stimulus kind of going on as the stress from today and the, the fed it candy cane ooze just kind of just leaving your system. Um, when a, a very young, almost kid-like person comes over. And you said this was Jake? Jake's the owner, yeah. Uh, the, the kid who was uh, there when, who greeted us when we pulled up, I called Ricky. Gotcha. All right, so Jake um, is this young... Uh, uh satyr uh so lower bodies goat horns otherwise human um and it's just kind of walking around talking with all the guests you know being really fun laid but you know and comes over to you guys hey guys uh ricky said you want to chat with me well what can i do for you i think donnie's got a little bit to uh um, I, I don't really know Donnie too well. EJ, you know, you're my boy. What's up, man? Well, I mean, I've, you know, you've met my friends a couple of times, you know, but uh, we had a bit of a run-in um, this evening. Okay, we need to run to... Um... Well, look, okay, yeah. Well, Jake, I'm I'm Donnie, all right? Uh, let's just well, say... you are, Donnie. But yep, it's, um, welcome to my establishment. I, I hope you found everything to be uh, very comforting. Oh, yeah, very much so, very much so. Uh, but, like, look, okay, here's here's the thing, right? I, I, I work in information. I deal in information and, you know, connections and stuff. And uh, let's just say... Uh, well, okay, I'll cut right to the chase. Anybody come to you uh, complaining about memory loss, anything like that, uh, specifically people that work for the city? Oh, well, you know, we, we, we don't like to just share medical information of just anyone. You know, that, that would be very bad for business. I, look, you know, I ain't looking for names at most, you know, departments. Um, let's just say uh, my sources tell me that a couple of departments been uh, a little bit strange last week or so. And uh... well, I'll tell you what. Let, let's let's. I will make a trade with you because I, I can't. You know, I, I can't just give away things for free. You know, I, I, I think you can understand that. And oh, man, nothing guys, in this world's for sure, free. Sure, and we're not looking for, like, specifics necessarily. You know, we're not looking for full HIPAA. You know, just some generality. And, 
Well, you know, and you guys are already running up a moderate bill with the detailing and cleansing of both vehicle and yourselves. But, well, one of you possesses something very valuable, very ancient, very potent. And while it, it would potentially put them at great risk to give some of this to us, we would be able to put it to great use and help many, many people. So I think if, if you guys are agreeable, I think we could make an, an exchange. Um, I can tell you this. Uh, what I have right now is kind of committed already. I'm not talking about you, Donnie. You, you, nothing you have is old enough. I'm talking about something ancient. And the eyes are going to settle on Victor. Really? See, Steve, you're avoiding the old joke this time. <laughs> Sorry, that took so, me too long to get. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what, it's like, what are you looking for? Oh, uh, just, just a pint of blood. Easy peasy. Uh, I promise that we will not use it for any malfeasance against yourself. Um, we won't create any charms, uh, spells, or, well, any evil things that could come harm to you. Because, you know, blood is very powerful and it can really be tracked back to you. So, um, yeah, uh, I promise none of my people will use it uh, for nefarious means. Blood is a powerful magical thing. This is not a small ask. Oh, I know. But I also know that they're... They're tied with, with the healing community and nothing else. Perfect. So, um, the the satyr, Jake, is going to reach out their hand to shake for you. Um, so you. Perfect. So you know in the magical world, the, the swearing an oath is it has significant powerful bonds to it. Um, and you feel that kind of settle in to the handshake. And you have this moment where you feel like you guys both are tied and you both are synced for just a moment and then the deal is struck. Perfect. Uh, well, in that case, I actually feel like I am getting a little bit the better of you guys um, in this exchange. Um, so uh, snaps fingers um, and you guys start getting the luxury treatment. So now there's people coming over and kind of rubbing shoulders. Um, you're getting little finger foods. Um, you're getting the high end cleansing of like auras, emotions, spirits. Um, so we're going to talk about in a second kind of like what negative thing each of your characters is losing because of this. Um, but first, so um, you wanted to know if people were coming in complaining of memory loss. And yes, we have been seeing a significant uptick in the number of people suffering from psychic-related ailments, especially within the magical community working around not just the mayor's office, but really any of the uh, city departments and services. 
Um, and actually, some of our regular customers, those within the municipal services, you know, they do very dirty work. And what most people don't realize is they're actually doing a lot of magical and psychic cleansing of places while they're taking trash away. Um, so we actually, you know, give them discounts. Um, but well, most of our regulars have even stopped coming in, and some of them have been with us for uh, many, many years. Well, uh, look, I know we said we didn't want specifics, but if these are your regulars, uh, we'd love nothing more than to, you know, return them to their normal spending patterns with you. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to help. I'm not sure what you're saying. I, like, I get your intent, but I don't. I feel like you want something, and it's not really clear to me exactly what you're asking for. Well, I'm saying if if you've got people who regularly use your services and they've suddenly stopped, if we knew who they were, we might be able to um, talk to them, maybe uh, convince them to come back to you a bit, you know, again and, and more. So Jay's going to kind of stare off in the space, and you can make me a charm roll. Uh, but you are gonna have to get a pretty. You're gonna have to get that ten or higher to actually get names. Um, just acknowledging, like this is very much against their. Okay. And against what we actually talked about like five minutes ago. <laughs> hey guys, we're not gonna ask you for this thing, but wait a second, we are. Well, uh, what I'm well, the way I'm trying to kind of angle it though is like, look. Uh, you know, we want to bring your business back to you. And but I need to know who your business is coming from to get it pointed back to you. And to be fair, the blood was a pretty big ask. Correct. Which is why I'm letting you make a roll instead of it just getting shot down completely. Um, but I am going to say, like, Could for we you attempt to, get to help. Uh, um, what if we offer the name of uh, what's ailing the city? Ooh. You guys could totally role play that if you wanted to. So, uh, okay. Well, let me let me let me ask you this here, here Jake. Uh, what if I told you uh, I know what's causing the problems? Would that help you in any way? So you're going to see this like uh, affable kind of persona, kind of like freeze, um, and then you see it kind of like snap back into kind of. You, I, I, that I don't think you know that. That, that's that. that do you know that? You ever heard of an Ublix? Um, you see, what would be like a like a religious superstitious mannerism for Jake to do? I feel Never like Peter Cross himself. I would say, did it? That's why like cross the Eastern Orthodox have a, a specific. Because I feel like we've got a lot of, you know, Eastern Slavic influence in this already. Do they have like a? particular motion for crossing that's any different from traditional catholic i have no idea i do not know much about christian stuff maybe maybe he reached out like grabbed some salt throw it over his shoulder kind of stuff why don't we have him like reach into the water and he brings it up and you see him like w speak into it and he's saying kind of, and you feel as he's speaking there's kind of this vibration of power and the water is going to kind of pop up into a symbol that I don't know what it is and then it disappears um i i th those those are evil things are you saying one is here in mayberry 
Yep. Yep. Well, that's 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 that could that explains so much about what's been going on. Um, you know, the waters have been have been restless. They they they've definitely felt under threat, and you know we've really actually had been retreating our people into this area because it's it's kind of a fallout shelter, if you will. Um, I I need to go collect information. I'll I'll be back. I'll be back. And um, he's going to kind of hurry away, and you see him stop stopping and talking to the different attendants. Um, who you realize are not just attendants, but also guards, also healers. You know, in many ways, these people are very much kind of like clerics or druids. Like, they're very much, a, you know, healers, but also can fight to defend. Mm-hmm. And um, as he's kind of going away, this is when you guys are really having all the extra stuff coming. Um, and he is going to find more data for you based off of this information and will be coming back. So. You guys have been through a lot. EJ, you're a mundane. I you've never I don't know if you've seen anything crazy like these Santa Clauses vomiting candy cane goo that they attacked you with. How are you guys holding up? I only see weird shit when I'm around them. Victor Which is also true of our it. college group. <laughs> I think Donnie will kind of look at EJ and go, hey, uh, look, I know some of this is kind of new to you, but um, let's just say uh, a lot of it's always there, but um, just kind of slides just underneath the crust, if you know what I mean. Yeah, sure. Welcome to the real world. Did you still need me to make that charm roll or? Ah, <laughs> uh, you guys played it, so you didn't need to. You're probably not going to get your. We'll see how it plays out, but you guys probably won't get like names of people, but you'll probably are going to end up being told places that these people all congregate it. Mm-hmm. Um, Victor. Can we get our damage back while we're here? Ooh, that's, that's a great question. Um, sure. We'll say you get your damage back, uh, especially for the, the royal treatment. Um, but what's an evil, what's a negative, what's a scar, physical or emotional, that um, your characters have been holding on to that this water's helping heal? Or maybe what's a guilt that your character has? Um, so while you guys are thinking about that, though, Victor, have you ever run into an Ublix before? You've been alive for quite a while. Never run into this. It's like, but... I'm not sure I'd remember it if I did. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Cool. Um, do you guys have ideas of what this water is helping you heal besides just your damage? Like Vic, it's like Victor is. Uh, it's like. Re- uh, re- it's relieving some of his uh, survivor guilt. Or the fact that he's he's survived, you know, friends, family. Ooh, I love like that. Everyone. Seeing everybody else age when you don't. Uh, 
TJ lost his parents young and uh, was raised by his grandparents. So, you know, he hasn't always dealt with that entirely. It's, you know, kind of comes and goes. So maybe you feel a little resolution on it finally. Yeah, I think... I feel... Go ahead. I was just going to say, EJ, what I'm hearing there is it's, it's, that almost feels like you've never had a home or a family, so to say. Um, so I'm wondering if maybe you're kind of settling into those guys really being your family. Cool. Yeah. I love that. I think those are great. Um, and I think they're very accurate for your characters. I think that's awesome. Donnie, what were you saying? I think Donnie is, is always been very much kind of a guy who, what do you want to say? He, he very much portrays an image. Um, and you know, there have been a lot of things where he's had as a function of that image and to, to get the information he gets, he's had to treat people in ways that he's, you know, privately is, is not happy with. And maybe this kind of being in the middle of this is, is kind of helping him realize that, well, no, it's not necessarily okay. That's what's put him in a position to be able to to help in in a situation where help is needed. And so like it, you know, a little bit of that that nagging guilt over things is is melting away a little bit. I love that. I think those are all awesome. I think they all fit your characters. I think those are so cool. Thank you for coming up and sharing those. Um, so I think as you guys are kind of talking and making small talk, you know, we see Donnie's kind of uh, facade kind of coming down a little bit. You know, you see he's almost being a little bit more appreciative of the group and, you know, valuing of them. You know, we see Victor kind of, um, you know, opening up and accepting that a little bit more. And we see EJ being less kind of pulling away and with withdrawn and kind of also engaging in this. And we see kind of the friendship deepening as you kind of joke and tease and in this very safe environment, a safe space. And Peter Jake, has been enjoying the finger foods. Uh, you know, Peter, yeah, that you see like the steam around Peter is kind of acting out some different stuff. Um, he's definitely been enjoying the finger foods and the drinks. Um, and Jake kind of rushes back over um, and uh, he kneels down at the side of the pool. And you see he very deliberately kind of like puts one hand into the water. And you get the sense that this is like a self-soothing action. You know, that the water has deep valued properties to him. Um, <clears throat> my friends, uh, yeah, yeah, it's bad. Very, very bad. Uh, yeah, so uh, it seems that this Ublix is uh, trying to summon a demon. And to do that, it's been slowly taking over people of this town. And it's used Santa Fest as a cover so that no one would notice. So, yeah, um, I think you guys have very little time until this whole city is just going to explode with evil. So I need you to stop it for me. Uh, yeah, that's the plan. Uh, we just got to figure out where and how to do it. Eh? 
Well, exploding evil I might is bad, to... right? I I would I would say so. You know, mass, you know, demonic flames and hellfires and things burning and evil things that like to bathe in blood. I mean, to me, that's bad. I I don't know you guys very well. I I, I hope you think it's bad. Yeah. Okay, good. For a second there, there was a long pause. I got very nervous, just, you know, checking in. Sorry, I'm a little, whew, sorry, whew, settling down. I just, just got to you know, yank your is... chain a little bit, Jake. EJ, I know we go back, man. I know you bring really good pizza and everything, but, like, there's some shit you don't joke about, okay? Like, this is one of those things. Um, so, all of this seems to start it from the Redemption Center in the southern part of town. I bet whatever you need to find, that's where it's going to be. Unfortunately, with tonight being the winter solstice, that's where one of the biggest gatherings of Santa Fest is. And that's going to be even harder for you guys to figure out who the clones are and who are just tourists that are just fucking annoying. I mean, like, this is the worst time of the year, isn't it? They're just everywhere. And... You know what? They actually bring cars in just to get car washes. Like, I thought everyone knew we weren't just a simple car wash. So I got and, a funny question for you, being as you're in the car wash and, you know, air freshener, etc. business. Yeah. You got anything that um, could either highlight or um, counteract the peppermint scent? Because it seems like every we run into a couple of these clones, right? And as a they just reek of that freaking peppermint. But if somehow we could kind of figure out which ones it would coming from, like I don't know if if you know when you're your aromatherapy whatever stuff that you do with your car freshness, is there something we could do that maybe kind of isolate where it's coming from? I feel like you asked me two questions there. Uh, first one was, is there a way to stop the scent? Second one was, is to try to use the scent as a way to track stuff? Am I understanding you correctly? Well, yeah, more or less, like, look, that seems to be a common thing. If we can figure out where it's coming from, I think that might help us. If we don't know, you know, what I'm saying? Like, I don't think we need to mask it so much as isolate it. Got it. Do you think you need to be able to find it better than the southern... Redemption Center? You don't think that's specific enough? Well, I'm talking about like, look, okay, look, between you, me, and the fence post outside, right? Here's what we just happened. We ran into a bunch of Santas. And it's they not started... nice to call EJ a fence post. He's sitting right there. <laughs> no, he's better than a fence I am post. I'm kind of tall. I mean, I don't know about that. But like, right, we got they, we got jumped by a couple of Santas and they started pelting us with these gigantic like peppermint candy cannonball type things, right? If we could tell which ones is, is the ones that have the strong scent, maybe those are the ones we got to deal with instead of just trying to deal with a whole crowd. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Um, first off, uh, I've also had multiple reports of other people being attacked by similar Santas. Uh, these typically seem to be people within the magical community who might be able to do something to stop these events. So it seems like they're getting ready to make their move. 
Um, and I think I could easily whip something else up for Peter uh, with his abilities. Uh, this should be something that definitely would be doable. Um, so uh, he's basically going to create a poultice that would help uh, augment Peter's third eye um, to allow it to better track this stuff. Okay. Yeah, like I, that was kind of what I was, you know what I mean? I'm trying to say it in character as opposed to... No, you're good. You're good. That, I'm assuming that's what you were looking for. Correct? Yeah, basically. Perfect. And wait. Oh. <laughs> we didn't want to hear what you had to say. Hagen, get out of our Discord chat. Look, that was so deep, Hagen. We couldn't handle it, so we had to kick you from the chat. That was weird. Uh, Discord just like shut down and then restarted on me um didn't you say it's the solstice now i'm not magic guy obviously but isn't isn't there something with like the solstice and more power longest night like the planning kind of shit yeah I'm, yeah i'm thinking whatever's going down tonight's probably the night they're trying to do it Look, I don't know a lot of the specifics, but I know, yeah, like you said, it's it's kind of the big night. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have certain rejuvenation uh, rituals that we do on the solstice to help bring back some of the magical properties to this area. Um, so, you know, there's tons of magical powers running around and who knows who's been infected at this point or taken over? You know, there could be thousands of these clones running around, or there could just be five. We have no way of knowing. That amount of power could unleash a giant psychic force. Um, so that said, I'm afraid we don't have the resources to create so many in such short notice, um, but here. These each, and he's going to hand each, uh, he's going to hand you guys three vials um, of this orange glowing fluid. These each should help protect you from psychic attacks for a short duration. I, I'm sorry I couldn't offer you more, but unfortunately, like I said, we, we, we were only so prepared for this. This won't affect my uh, delicate constitution, will it? Um, I I can't say we've done extensive testing on special people such as yourself, so I don't know, is the honest answer. But uh, if something were to happen, I'd really appreciate extensive notes and details um, to add to our research so that we could better understand the implications of using this with individuals such as yourself in the future. Um, and of course, we could cut you in for part of the profit. Of course. Always appreciated. Well, you know, magical potion drug... This time. Sorry, what? You'll always be our first stop with this kind of thing. Jake, you know that. Oh, you guys are too good to me. But, you know, magical potion, pharmaceutical trials, or they someone's got to do them. All right. Well, I don't know about you boys, but uh, 
Looks like we got to hit up the recycling center there down there on the south side and see what we can find because that seems like where everything's pointing. Um, so the one thing I'd want to caution you guys about is at this point in time, you do have a sense of where it is, but you don't necessarily have a sense of how to take it on. So, um, I, you know, this is just where I know you guys are newer to the system. So I would encourage you to consider thinking about maybe doing a little bit more research into what the Ublix is and what you can do. Go to Steve. We already went to Steve. Steve Steve didn't necessarily have any more information for us, I didn't think. Um, no. There's Pauly's pierogies. There's Mayor Kolakowski or some fucking Kowalski. Polish word you guys Kowalski. gave me that I don't know how to pronounce. Um, so you're more than welcome to go. I would say right now you guys don't have, like, you guys know how to take on the clones, but not the Ublix itself yet. Um, so I would encourage just a little bit more digging. What if I contacted my uh, former employer and let him know what's going down? Yeah, no those one are all like... options. Actually, no one... I was thinking what might be good, too. We contacted the dude from... Um... There was a dude that we knew from Avalon. Correct. So maybe uh, we kind of, you know, you contact your people and I'll, you know, I got that contact up there. Reach out to Avalon. Because uh, uh, this sounds like it's big. And look, uh, I'd love to just fix it. But uh, I think the last thing we need is to go in there, you know, half ready and, and make things worse. Absolutely. So I'll I'll go ahead and contact Abraham and see what he has to say about it because it's not his plan. And obviously, if it's not your plan, you don't want it to happen. Especially when you're evil. <laughs> um, I, what I am going to say is, you know, these people are, would want to meet in person. These are not going to be people that would just kind of chat via phone call. Damn. Okay. Okay. Maybe not Abraham right now then, because he, I'd have to bring a mundane and and the the fixer over here to it's like to see him, and that would be make things too obvious. Well, look, uh, I'll go yeah, talk to. And I'm sorry if we ever established a name for the person from Avalon. I don't have it written down. Uh, I think it was Morgan, but let me double check. Pretty sure it was Morgan. Uh, we'll just say it's Morgan. Okay. Look, I can go, you know, talk to him if you want. Um, EJ, uh, yeah, this is uh, maybe a little outside of what you normally deal with. Um, maybe you could just go scope the place out, get a visual, but stay back from anything that, uh, you know, just put eyes on it, but don't get close enough to 
get any, you know, trouble. So you're saying, uh, you're saying uh, I need to go lose my way delivering some pizzas down on the south side? You could do it that way, yeah. You know, then uh, the Victor can go talk to his people. I'll go talk to the other people. You see what you can see, and uh, we meet back up, uh, you know, above the, the pizza place uh, in a couple hours or something, eh? Okay, cool. Uh, I need to look up a synonym for warder or warden. You know, ironically, the uh, episode that we released was it yesterday was about splitting the party. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm supposed to, in this system, you're supposed to try to split the party because uh, it makes, you know, Monster of the Week, it's more suspenseful. Oh, I just got done listening to the uh, generic versus um, specific. I just finished, unfortunately, I'm really behind, listening to our first, I think, two episodes of Retro star and realized my voice sounds horrible. And you get used to it. it I like, don't know. It's so weird listening because you guys all sound right, and then I hear my voice. I'm like, who the heck is that? <laughs> oh, and then it's me. Yeah, hearing your own voice is always a weird thing. Um, yeah. I haven't listened to the retro stars yet. Well, I'm very nasally, so sorry you guys get to listen to that so much. Well, I usually try and build EQs to kind of soften those things. I don't know how much Steve gets into that. I'm not sure what an EQ is. Equalizer. Equalizer. Uh, got it. Actually, Actually, go ahead. You just boost or reduce certain frequencies to kind of, you know, make the person's voice not necessarily different, but kind of remove some of those harsh tones like one of the actually the hardest ones i ever had to do was the guy that we did the safety tools talk with oh yeah his voice was hell to eq mm. because he's got a really strong like wisconsin upper midwest accent yeah and it, it really played havoc because even though it didn't seem it in his speaking volume certain sounds he really spiked on the waveforms. Got it. The guy who's the head of uh, R&D for Wizards of the Coast, Mark Rosewater, talks very quickly, and he has a very high-pitched voice. I turn his podcast about five lower than every other podcast I listen to, because I have a feeling that EQing him would definitely be a big thing. Uh, Steve, this is a tangent, but my youngest brother is interested in podcasting, and he has a startup business that he does uh, called Leveled Up Learning because he does youth outreach engagement work, mm-hmm. and so he's trying to to, to figure out. Um, but he he's one of those people that learns better by discussing. So I mentioned I was in this, and he had asked if he might be able to chat with you sometime just about how you kind of actually do the editing of podcasts. 
I'm more than happy to chat. I have my methodologies. I'm not going to say they're the most efficient, but he, he's one of those people that he, he's a little, I think he's ADHD. And so he's one of those people that like just needs to do it with someone to learn it. Mm-hmm. And so he struggles quite a bit to just read about it or watch a YouTube. Yeah, I tried to well, get him to join uh, us tonight because he's a better ga- role player than me. Um, but unfortunately, he has a standing game. Mm-hmm. A lot of it. And and my. So long story, Hagen knows a little. I actually have a little bit of a background in radio. And so for me. It, I maybe I approach it a little different. My intention with the podcast is that. If you think about it, the way people listen to a podcast is not on hi-fi expensive equipment most of the time. Mm. Therefore, and this is where you'll see a lot of the people talking about mics and so forth will recommend mics that are actually crap for your average podcaster. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm getting into the weeds here, but I'll, I'll well, no, he was actually just short. talking about a dynamic mic versus a condenser a different... mic. Yes. And he was like, well, I have this one, but it picks up all the sounds everywhere. And I actually need this other mic. That's actually usually really bad for this kind of thing. Okay. Here's the thing. Condenser mics do sound better. Okay. But condenser mics. And, and you'll see if you listen to, um, Two two YouTube channels that I learned a lot about microphones from were there's a, a one called um, Podcastage, who does a lot of mic comparisons and so forth, and the other one I'm trying to remember, I can't think of the name of the guy, but he's a voice actor. Uh, he's actually originally from like the Pittsburgh area, but uh, I'd have to look it up in my subscriptions to see who he is. But he's a professional voice actor. And yes, in a booth where you've got a very controlled environment, a condenser mic does sound better. However, or not a condenser. Yeah, condenser mic does sound better. However, by their nature, they pick up a lot more background noise, are much more sensitive. Dynamic mics are much better at off-axis rejection not picking up background noise. That's why I actually use a $50 uh, condenser microphone that is the budget cousin of the Shure SM58, which is the all-around stage mic that has been used for everything from a hammer to micing everything on stages for years. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah, and it's like those little things where he's just kind of like learning about and discovering. And and so my theory with podcast audio is you want to make it not sound like crap. You don't necessarily need to make it sound great. You need yeah. to make it not sound like crap. Yeah. Yeah. Which is 100%. a very long way to get to that. Just get that no, radio um, tone going. Well, that works. Like, and that's really what it comes down to. But I don't know. Um, so anyways, he was just saying like, he's been trying to do it and he's just struggling to figure it out. He's trying to do some simple editing and it's just, it's not like his thing. So um, I'm going to try to get him into a, you know, depending on what we do with one shots, I might try to get him into a game so you guys can interact and chat. Um, but cool. Thank you. Yeah, uh, no send, him, send him along. 100%. 
All right. Um, Hagen, can you remind me which moves you took for your mundane? Yes. Um, let's see. Uh, what could go wrong? The power <laughs> of heart and panic button. Got it. Those three all felt like they tied together the best. Got it. Yeah, I think those are awesome. So um, let's start with you. So it sounded like you were going to be kind of scouting the area. Yeah, you know, I mean, I got I got my Pizza Wizard van uh, and everything, so I have a good excuse to be down in that area. Um, and, you know, there could be a few. Ha I, I'm kind of lost, you know. Uh, Pizza Wizards up on the north side of town don't get as many delivery orders down the south side. I know the north and the east side, like the back of my hand, but the south, you know, I can always just, you know, rattle that off. Um, totally think that's a good cover. What are you trying to achieve? So the thing I'm I'm trying to understand is is like, what are you wanting to get out of the scouting? Um, because I want to be able to get a sense of what to give you in response to this action. Well, we're trying to see what kind of action is going on down the Redemption Center. You know, like we we know some like what we might be able to know what some of the publicly known activities are in the area. Um, and then I'd be trying to you know, see what else was happening there that, you know, was kind of like, well, you know, yeah, the main festivities are happening over here, but over here, why is there this group of like 10 guys over there? Got it. Okay. Um, so why don't you make me a, um, I'm thinking investigate a mystery role. Or, or let me read you the difference between investigate a mystery versus read a bad situation, and you'll tell me which one of these flavor feels better for what you're trying to gain from the moment. So investigate a mystery. When you investigate a mystery, um, uh, blah, blah, blah. Looking blah, at it, I think, I think read a bad situation fits because right, – cool. We're looking for threats and dangers and, you know, is, cool. is there a good way in? Is there a good way out? Love it. So, yeah. So, why don't you go ahead? So, you're kind of driving around, you know, doing the pizza delivery thing. You probably could even have picked up a pizza or two to actually deliver. So, you actually have a good cover. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I got to so, And snacks. Yes. Yeah, so, so, oh, yeah. <laughs> Forget the delivering. You just need to eat them. Um, so, go ahead and make me re uh, read a bad situation. All right, so that's two uh, d six plus my sharp. plus your sharp. Hey, look, I rolled a seven again plus one. All right, so you rolled an eight on a read a bad situation, which means that uh, you get a hold of one, meaning that you get to ask me one of the following: What's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's most vulnerable to me? And what's the best way to protect the victim? I think I'm going to go with, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? 
Yeah. So as you're driving around, you know, there's just hordes of Santa Clauses everywhere, stumbling, drunk, partying. Um, and there's actually a big park right next to the Redemption Center. And there's a concert going on. There's fireworks going off. It's this big ordeal. There's a skating park, all this stuff. But as you're driving around, you become aware that there's a lot of Santas that are behaving abnormally. They seem to be marking or doing stuff in the snow that look like runes or they just look very arcane to you. And you get the scent, but it's all around the park where there's all these other people in. So you get the sense that a ritual is being set up that is going to consume a lot of the party goers at this festivity. So they're not just making the marks in like over by the skate park. It's there's some by the skate park. There's some by the concert. There's, there's a lot of, there's a big radius to this whole. Thing. Exactly. There's, there's a greater concentration as you get in closer to the municipal, the redemption center, the area is kind of closed off and dark. So you can't really get in there to see exactly what's going on, but there's definitely more of the abnormal Santas closer to it. Um, but it's definitely including the whole Santa Fest event. Okay. Um, as I'm driving near there, are there any of those Santas that are nearby me? Uh, the clone Santas? You could get near one if you want it to. All right. Um, I'm going to roll down my window. Hey, do you know where 87 Pine Street is? I don't normally go around the south. <laughs> and his head kind of Party flops. On, dude. Uh, Party on, dude. Roll the window back up. and. Perfect. Heading back to the meetup. Cool. Um, so, uh, Donnie, you're going to talk to Morgan. You guys kind of have a uh, working relationship, we'll say. It's a little tense because of what you do. How do you normally uh, meet with Morgan or contact Morgan? I'm thinking... There's some sort of, like, essentially, I text him, say, hey, uh, can you meet me at the normal place, which is, you know, like some coffee shop or something. Why don't we say it's the gatekeeper in, you know, that's kind of the hangout for the cult. So it makes sense. That's where you guys yeah, would meet. That, that, would, that would work. Yeah. But like, so to speak, we meet up, you know, like we have, essentially, I text him, you know, something innocuous, some sort of code phrase that says, Hey, I need to talk to you about something. Meet me at, you know, the normal place. You up? I'm joking. <laughs> we won't make it sound like a booty call. Yeah. Um, so you, you send out kind of that text and you get back, uh, you know, in 15 minutes or whatever. Um, so by the time you make your way back to the gatekeeper, um, he's already going to be posted up in the back by that fire, um, drinking a beer, eating some stew, um, but also has a plate of holiday cookies in front of him mm -hmm. um, and waves you over. All right, so I'll slide into the booth, sit down. He fist bumped <clears throat> you. Yeah, you know, grab like hey. a coffee or something on the way 
way over. Yeah. Uh, so I think they're going to be doing uh, probably there's hot chocolate, you know, because of the season. But it's like it's it's good hot. It's like legit mm-hmm. hot chocolate. Um, and then they also got like a mold cider type thing going on. You could definitely get a coffee if you wanted to. Yeah, the hot chocolate works. Perfect. Hey, Donnie, my <clears throat> man. What? All right, look. Um, there's issues going on in town. Um, uh, and uh, look, I, I know a lot. And uh, sometimes, let's just say I know when I don't know enough. And uh, I got that feeling. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what we kind of do. You know, is this something I need to bring Avalon in for? Or do you think this is something we might be able to handle on our own? Well, you tell me. What does Ublisk mean to you? Or Ublix? <laughs> it means we should just burn the city down and just count our losses. Well, uh, let's say there's one of, of, of working afoot. And uh, best I can tell, it has something to do around the uh, south side uh, reclamation center redemption center whatever recycling whatever it's called damn and i thought this was going to be a quiet christmas you know as quiet as a stupid santa fest can be look i already been puked on by like five santa spouting peppermint freaking cannonballs and you got cleansed right because that stuff can seep into you oh yeah no we we took care of that but um we're trying to uh you know headed off at the pass before uh it gets real bad and uh look i'm sure with your contacts you heard about uh about the da or the assistant da right well uh yeah that's part of it but um i heard about the assistant da taking his own life i didn't realize there was something shady going on well uh and donnie kind of looks around and voice lowers and like look yeah he uh he killed himself to get away from the 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 Ublix. Shit. He shoves away his bowl. He's kind of disinterested in food now. Like he had a cookie in his other hand. He just kinda of like tosses it on the table. My contact was in the fire department. I've I've lost touch with them. I haven't been able to get anything out of the mayor's office for about a last several days now. Look, my people tell me there's somebody in the mayor's office that at least knew something. And uh Donnie will kind of shift a little bit to kind of shield it. And he'll he'll pull the dagger out of his jacket and kind of show it to him. Got it. <clears throat> there was a shipment of these that went to the mayor's office. Five of them. This is the one that the assistant DA had. Uh, word has it that um, the uh, the head of code enforcement has one. Um, Seth, uh, good guy. I've had yeah. to work with him before. The mayor Solid. has. Mayor Solid. has. Mayor himself has one, uh, Officer Draven, and the uh, the fifth one we don't know who has it yet. But uh, so somebody there, at least again from what I my contacts tell me, these things are specifically for combating these these ublicks, right? So somebody there clearly knows enough to know what they need. But it looks like things are getting out of hand from what I can hear. And frankly, like, look, I I know enough to know when I don't know enough. And uh, that's where I'm at. So I figured if anybody knows anything, it'd be you and your people. Got it. So you need to take down an Ublix, right? 
Those things are tough. Do you know if it's gotten ready to summon its elder demon yet? Well, that's what we understand its intention to be. And uh, look, given tonight is what it is, makes sense tonight would be the night. Got it. Look, so this is what you got to do. We, I can get my people. We can come in. We can try to take care of some of the clones, but I'm going to need you to take out the Ublix itself. Unfortunately, the more clones it has, the more powerful it is because it's drawing off of all of their energies and memories. So while you're Retribution Reavers, the name of those daggers that you've talked about, while they can hurt it, they're not going to be able to kill it until all the clones are gone. But there's likely too many of them to take them all out. So what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to find a way to isolate the Ublix from its clones' power, even just for a short period of time, so that you can take it down with one of those daggers. So, like, we got to do some sort of spell to to cut it off from all the clones. Yeah, some kind of power circle or something. Okay, yeah, yeah I know somebody, man. <sighs> I wish... Man. What the heck's up with Pete? Oh, well. We'll, well. we'll have to try and get Pete to do something. Maybe he can do something, because... I'm not that good with that, that magic stuff. Yeah, yeah. Pete probably could figure it out. You know, Jake over at the Blue Jay Car Wash, they might be able to come up with something also. You know, well, cleansing is kind of their thing. Yeah, well, we were, I, yeah, I just talked to Jake uh, about an hour ago. He gave us this stuff that's uh, supposed to help shield us from the, their attack or whatever. But um, I'm thinking we need to, to take that as we go in. And then yeah, get Pete to do his thing, and then then we all kind of like. So do we all? Do we need to have us, uh, my crew, right? Do they need to have as many of these daggers as we can get? The better, you, the more you got, the more you're going to be able to hit it. Otherwise, just one of you is going to be doing all the damage. So I'd, I'd say more is definitely better. All right. Um, do you have one of the bottles to hold out for Morgan to see, or are you just yeah, referencing? Yeah, I'll. I'll yeah. I'll show gotcha. him that too again. Cool. Kind of the same shielded. So you pulled out um it, it's a translucent looking beer bottle that has ornate designs on it. It kind of looks like have you guys ever had the Viking blood mead bottles? Those kind of like ceramic-y type bottles. Um it's very much like that. Um and you can kind of see through it though. And inside's this dark orange milky type liquid, and you do see some plants floating in it. Um, and you see his eyes kind of, he blinks them and they start glowing blue as he looks at it. Oh, damn, that's some powerful stuff. You know, if, if, if it comes down to it, if you're able to douse the Ublix and enough of that, that'll, that would also give you a temporary block to its psychic, uh, reserves. So that would also allow you to potentially take it down. But I don't know if you got enough to do that fully. So we got to kind of multi-prong it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and like I said, we'll, we'll do our best to shut down the clones. There's too many for us to take them all out, though, but we should be able to give you a window. When do you think this is going down? Best guess is tonight. 
Like Tonight, shit. I got to get going then. Um, let's plan to hit it at 11.30 right before the solstice. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll text you when I know more. Um, or call you. You want me to just call you? Uh, send me a text. Uh, you know, I might be traveling, and you know magic messes with cell phones. I can't promise I'll be able to pick up. Um, he's going to pull out some money, toss it on the table. Um, he pushes the cookies towards you. All right, man. Uh, fist bumps. I'll mm-hmm. catch up with you. Like I said, we'll get the clones, but you're going to have to take down o- that Ooblix. I-, I don't got people staged here enough to take that on. All right. And I'll head for the meetup spot. Perfect. Cool. Uh, awesome. Next, we are going to rotate to Victor. Victor, you are going to meet with your old boss. How do you set up a meet with this person? Uh, you contact the his secretary, and then the secretary re- relays that information to it's like to Abraham, and then Abraham gets in contact with you to it's like to discuss things. Uh, so it'll be like, oh yes, it's like I'll, I'll speak with Sally or whoever, and then it's like she relay the information. Perfect. Um, so you will be going to this upscale bodega since Abraham is the dark master running the cult world in Mayberry and, uh, does that through a textile company. So you are going to be greeted at this just swanky, swanky bodega. You know, as soon as you walk through the door, they're handing you just really nice cups of drinks and everything is really nice. And you're led to a like a back private room where you find Abraham lounging on um, a, what's a fancy word for like a sofa, like a fainting couch type thing. I guess we'll just say a fa- lounge. Ooh, shade, yeah, it's like on a chaise lounge kind of draped. And there's like this runway of people coming out in like nice clothing. So he's kind of like having a f- private fashion show and is critiquing it and is like nitpicking it. Um, and so you get brought in. I wondered how long it would take for you to come back here, Victor. S- begging for your prior job, I can only guess. Ah, hello, Abraham. Hello, old friends. I assume you already know there's an Ublix in town. Um, he kind of well, kind of like sit up, does like a clap, and the fashion show stops. Um, I'm sorry, say that again. Yes, an Ublix in town, summoning its elder demon. Well, that's bad for business. I'm yes, assuming I... you know what an Ublix is, given the way you're talking. If memory serves, it's a giant brain with the that likes to steal memories and make ooze copies. Pretty basically. Um, so why are you coming to me and giving me this information so freely? I just thought that you might have something that can assist. I kn- I know you have a lot of toys and it's like in your arsenal and. I'm not positive what's going to hurt an Ublix, but I'm pretty sure you know. Right. 
habits. Well, I I have dealt with one or two of these before. Are you looking for knowledge or are you looking for items? Items would be preferred. Right. And what do I get in exchange for this? We both know you want it's like you want the city to be yours forever. Someone else destroying the city kind of goes against that. Besides, it's not your idea. It's too gauche. You do know me so well, Victor. I want you to credit me with this. So when you are successful, I want it to be known on the streets that Abraham is the one who brought salvation to the city. We must lead with a carrot as much as a stick. Of course, of course. Perfect. I'll have one of my men bring it out for you um, at your normal meeting space, I would assume, with those low-class friends that you now keep. Indeed. Gatekeeper in. Got it. Perfect. And as always, thank you. Pleasure doing business with you. Oh, I have nothing but time. I can't wait until we are colleagues yet again. Uh, goodbye for now, Victor. I can't goodbye, wait to man. hear them singing the praises of my name. Um, cool. And so with that, uh, you guys all make your way back to the meeting place. Is it going to be the tavern or would it be your offices? We have an office? Who's paying yeah. the rent? Um, the backstory that you guys gave was it was blah, 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 where did I write this down? Isn't it like um, an apartment upstairs from the pizza place? Brown, no, no, you guys have a those guys, brownstone by the peninsula. Uh, you described oh, yeah, a, it's, it's, the it's hydro yeah. turbo yeah. sector. sector. Yeah. Um, prior job for a benefactor got you this place. Got it. Place that I'm layering. Got it. Yeah, it's Victor's um, friend. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so it can that or the pierogi place. You know, you guys probably are hungry. Pierogies do, do sound good. Cool. So I think you guys are going to all be grouping at the pierogi place. Uh, to, and I think that's probably central city ish. Um, you know, it's still in a uh, Polish town, but it's a good staging point for what's coming because we are getting into later evening. You still have several hours before 1130 and go time, but uh, you definitely need to start making and starting to execute plans. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that we are going to stop. Intro and outro music by the band 12 Noon. You can email us at meandsteverpg at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at andrpgs. Find us on Facebook at meandsteverpgpodcast. On Discord at meandsteverpgs. And as always, all of these links are in the show notes. Thank you, and be kind to one another.
How much for the cigar? Cigar, 20 bucks, dog. You got to go down the street to the store and buy that.